name is Ben. I always had this nagging feeling in the back of my mind that uh, I was meant for something more and that I was not satisfied and that I was leaving a lot on the table and that I wasn't living my purpose. Um, I was propositioned uh, by this individual who I used to work for, for uh, on the side. Long story short, she wanted to start a business um, going into cannabis industry. Um, and so the reason I did that was for the wrong reason, and that was to chase money. And it was a lot of work. It was two years, probably a whole, almost a whole year of that, I was just building out this location. You know, I, I found myself in very unsafe, risky situations after this. Um, very stressful. Um, I've gotten robbed a couple times. An individual um, grabbed the product and ran and my instinct was to chase him, which was a very bad decision. As I was chasing him, the individual pulled out a gun and shot at me twice, and it was scary. It was super scary. I, I drove away. I rolled down the window and looked out the door, and I noticed there was two bullet holes inside of my door. Like, I really uh, almost lost my life. That was super terrifying for me, and it got me to, again, rethink the type of industry I got in and also realized that I had made a bad decision. It just wasn't worth it. The money wasn't worth it to risk my life, um, that I had to make another decision. And that was to start over again. And that was to walk away from that in, that industry with um, with nothing. That is what happened, you know, and I'm, I'm super happy and thankful that I, I made that decision because uh, it just, things have grown positively for me and it got me um, to be in a position where I'm at right now. One of the things I've, I'm really thankful for is getting involved in this church. You know, I, I, I came for two reasons. I was looking for more positive people to be involved in and to restore my faith in God. And um, I have found that here. I'm so happy that I made that decision. It's been one of the biggest um, changes I've made. Undoubtedly, God has something to do with that. You know, he's Aside from all these scenarios I'm talking about, he obviously has been looking out for me. My purpose is to help people, is to contribute. I want to make a huge impact on people's lives. And so that is what I'm very, very thankful for. And I have God to thank for that. I love what you said about how he knew that he was made for more. And I think that's something that all of us in our lives, we come to realize that I'm not satisfied. Like, I'm made for more. There's got to be something else out there for me. And the reality is that God has something for you. He has made you for more. So if you haven't found that yet, keep pressing in and keep seeking him because he has that for you. Well, I'm, I'm so excited. Um, today, I get to talk about my favorite thing. I get to talk to you about Jesus. Uh, it's my favorite thing to do. Um, Pastor Peter called me this week, and he's sick, so keep him in your prayers. But he's like, will you, will you preach? And I said, I'm scared, but I'll do it. I'll do, I'll do it. All right. Start 2022 off strong. Let's, let's go. So I'm excited about the word that God has for us. Um, it is his word because he gave it. I literally, the past couple of days have been a whirlwind. Um, but I know that God wants to speak to all of us and have us start off this year strong, steady, firm in him. I mean, for you that are in this room, like you made it here. You made it across the parking lot into this building. So I know God has good plans for you this year. <laughs> good plans. Um, so if you have your Bible, let's turn to Joshua 
We're going to go Old Testament this morning, if that's okay with you. Joshua chapter 1, uh, verse 1 through 9 is where we're going to be reading out of. Um, this morning, I want to talk to you about courage. I want to talk to you about fear. Um, all of the things that we, we feel but we don't necessarily like to deal with. But the Lord has a way that he likes to deal with the things that we don't like to deal with. Um, and so I want to encourage you, as real as you allow Jesus to, um, as, you, as real as you want him to get with you, you have to get that real with him. You have to get that honest with him. And I want to encourage you to get honest this morning. So Joshua chapter 1, 1 verse 9. We're going to read a chunk, so stay with me. It says, After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land that I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land that I have given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all of the land in the Hittites, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all of the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either left or to the right. Then you will be successful in everything that you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate it on a day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Will you pray with me? Jesus, we thank you so much for your word. God, we thank you that you got us here. And Father, we pray that we wouldn't sit here and just listen to a message, but Father, we pray that you would come and transform our heart. God, I pray that you would come and do what only you can do in us. God, I pray for bravery to rise up. I pray for courage to rise up. And I pray that this morning all fear would leave in the name of Jesus. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, I have a question for you. What would you do today if you knew for a fact that God was with you? What would you do if your life wasn't tainted by fear? How different would your life be if you weren't afraid? What would your life look like? Maybe look back on some decisions that you've made and maybe some things that you didn't do or you did do because you were afraid. How different could your life look if you weren't tainted by fear? I mean, the reality is that we're all tainted by fear, right? We're all tainted by fear. We live in this, this broken world and we're taught to be afraid. I mean, some of us, if we're honest, if you're honest with yourself this morning, you're, you're afraid of the dark. You still sleep with your nightlight on. <laughs> some of us, I mean, we're afraid of the wilderness. We're afraid of being stranded. Some of you guys are prepared for that. Like my husband, he's prepared for a worst case scenario all the time. I'm like, it'll be fine. Like, we're, we'll be good. Like, we can, no worries. Like, we don't need to be prepared. Like, let's just live in the moment and have fun. He's like, no, we need to be prepared. 
Some of us are afraid of public speaking. You guys want to come up here with me? It's really fun. <laughs> Some of us are afraid of man. We all have that fear of man in us. Maybe it's a fear of a failure. Maybe it's a fear of not being good enough wherever you go. You feel like you're never going to get that raise. You're never going to be in that place that you want to be because you're not good enough or so you think. Or maybe you have a fear of abandonment. You know, fear itself is not a bad thing. It's something that God has kind of given us. It's a natural emotion that he's given us that can help us respond when we are in a dangerous situation, when we feel unsafe. But I want to tell you this morning that most of the fears that we feel are actually natural. Most of the fears that we feel and we grow to know um, are learned. I mean, you don't, you don't come out of your mother's womb afraid of a bee, right? You don't just come out and say, ah, uh, a bee, no, I'm scared. No, no, no. We, we grow up learning about the bee. Maybe we get a little too close to the bee. Maybe the bee gets a little too close to you. And, and you learn the pain of the sting of a bee. And then you create this natural reaction of fear to the bee because you don't want to experience that pain again. And what do you do? You do the bee dance. Like you, like you, you do whatever you can to try to get away in this natural reaction. What is it? It's fear. We all know that person who gets up, who you're at that family picnic and a bee comes and they're all the way over there across the field because they don't want to get stung. You're like, what are you doing? They're afraid of the bee. A lot of the fears that we have in our lives are actually learned fears. I mean, some of us might say, I've just always been afraid of this. I've just always been afraid of that. But the reality is that most of our fears come from things that we've picked up on in our lives and have learned to be bad, learned to be dangerous, learned to be scary, maybe painful. A lot of our fears that we carry have actually come from trauma, hurt, and real life experience that we've walked through. And we carry these fears about things that have happened to us because we fear them happening again. We don't want to be hurt again. We don't want to have to do the bee dance again. We don't want to have to go through this pain again. We'd rather put it away. We'd rather run from it. For example, I mean, I've had some really traumatizing experiences with spiders. You think I'm joking. I'm not. Um, I remember one day when we were living in uh, one of the first apartments that we had, I came home, and I found a spider in my clothes at the end of the day. And you better believe that I cried, because that homeboy was chilling with me all day long, and I didn't even know it. We moved to the next apartment, and um, you know, like when you, anybody get thirsty in the middle of the night? No, just me. Okay, this side, the anointed side over here. You get thirsty in the middle of the night. Like, I wake up, like, I have the worst thirst at night. And I remember just getting up. I was like, man, I really need to go get a drink of water. And so I get out of bed, and I'm, I'm walking to the fridge to get water. And I was, I was just walking just in the middle of the night. You know, like, things are, things are a little bit more emotional at night, too. Like, it's just, you don't even have your eyes open at this point. You're just walking with your eyes closed. And all of a sudden, I, I stepped and I was like, I think I just stepped on a blueberry. I mean, that thing popped, okay? Like, it, 100%, it was a blueberry. But then I thought to myself, I, I don't remember buying blueberries. <laughs> I, don't, 
I don't, I don't think that was a blueberry. And uh, I, um, I did what I had to do. And I w went to the bathroom and I got a paper towel and I went like this. And lo and behold, I popped a spider with my foot. It was huge. And that thing just popped, it burst. Like the guts were on the floor. Like you are welcome for that. But um, wear slippers at night if you need water because you don't want to go through that. It's traumatizing. I mean, another time I went to go get a sweater in my closet and I thought that I had a chunk of like, you know, like when girls, when you throw your clothes into the dryer, sometimes your hair gets like in that little ball and you know, so I thought there was a ball of my hair on my sweater and I went to go grab it. It was a spider. <laughs> the enemy is after me, I'm telling you. And I, I've just had these real traumatizing experiences. So now, like if I see a spider, um, <laughs> that guy kills it. I scream. <laughs> I cry. <laughs> like I'm not touching this spider. We had got done renovating our house, and we, I was walking down the stairs one morning, and he's working from home in the office, and I... <laughs> get down the stairs and all of a sudden I see the spider walking across the stairs right in front of me and I said no okay I'm standing here until he has a break and he can come kill the spider <laughs> because I am not stepping on that spider ever again but it's just this natural reaction that I have now like I won't I won't do it you can't pay me enough money I will not kill the spider I will not face my fears I won't do it and it's one of my learned fears but I realize that many of us have some, some real learned fears inside of us. Maybe it's just one, or maybe we have a couple. But we don't like to admit that we have any, but the reality is that if people saw us on the inside, they'd see that some of us are actually drowning in fear. Some of us are actually really afraid. Maybe you're afraid of truly loving people unconditionally because you've been abandoned by someone who is supposed to love you unconditionally. Maybe you've, you're afraid of taking that next step because every other step that you've taken has only ended in disappointment. Maybe you're afraid of trusting God with your everything because there's little in your life that you actually have control over and you just need that little bit to have control in order to feel sane. Maybe you're afraid of stepping into that leadership role because you keep replaying the things that you've done in your past and if people knew what you've done, they wouldn't admire you as a leader or so you think. Maybe you're afraid of being loved by Jesus because every single source that you've gone to has left you empty and dry and heartbroken. And the fact of reaching out to have someone love you scares you because you don't want to be left broken and empty again. Maybe there's some trauma in your life that you haven't necessarily healthily dealt with and grown through and healed from. And you can't get yourself to let Jesus heal you because you don't want to have to relive those moments of pain. You'd rather throw a Band-Aid over that wound and pretend like it's not there. And you'd rather pretend like it's not affecting your life. But the reality is that it's affecting your life and it's affecting everything surrounding your life. You see, we're all dealing with real fear in our lives. Every single day, fear is knocking on our door. News alerts. Updates health reports. But how about the stories that we make up in our own minds? The stories that we, we play in our heads that aren't actually even happening, but we traumatize ourselves by the what ifs. What about those fears? 
You know, we do live in a fallen world. We do, we, we don't get to choose what happens to us. And a lot of us have these fears because we've walked through real things. And we don't get to choose those things. We, we didn't get to choose what we walked through. But I have good news for you this morning and that you do get to choose how you respond to that fear. You do get to choose how you respond to what's happened to you. You do get to choose how you respond to what's happening in this world. When it comes to our fear, we, we have this fight or flight reaction, right? We either stand face to face and we square up with whatever's in front of us, or we run and we hide and we try to do whatever we can to avoid it. Before we pick up in, in Joshua, we have to kind of do a quick review of what was happening previously. God was delivering the Israelites from bondage, from years of slavery, years of pain and agony. And he had promised, hey, I'm going to deliver you. I'm going to set you free. And I've given you Moses. He's going to lead you out of, out of bondage into the wilderness. And you're going to find the promised land eventually. So he, he set the Israelites free. And they begin the journey to the promised land that God had given him. And then Moses passes away. And that leaves us where we are here now with Joshua. You see, here's Joshua. And I know a lot of times when we look at the Bible, we think, oh yeah, that's, that's Joshua. But we have to realize that Joshua wasn't Jesus. Joshua was Joshua. Joshua was human. He had real fears. He had real emotions. He had real anxiety. He had all of the things that we experienced, Joshua experienced as well. This man who had been Moses' right-hand guy, he had been with him from the start. Whatever you need, Moses, I'll do it. I'll help you. Whatever you need, I'll be your support man. Moses would say the word, and he'd be there, ready to help however he could. But now he found himself alone in this position. He found himself with this weight that was once on Moses' shoulders. Now this weight was on Joshua's shoulders. His leader, his mentor, was now gone. And now it was Joshua's turn to rise up. Joshua found himself in, in grief over the loss of Moses, but he also found himself alone, again, carrying that weight of leading God's people into this, this freedom. And so the Lord comes to Joshua and he says, Hey, Josh, my servant Moses is, is dead. Now I need you to rise up. And I need you to take my people into the promised land that I, I've given them. And I don't know about you, but I can't imagine like that process that Joshua would have had to walk through of like, I'm used to being the right-hand guy. I'm used to kind of being in the background. I'm used to kind of just being however you need done. Like, I, I got you, but I'm not used to leading these people. I'm not used to carrying this weight. And now, God, you want me to lead these people? Like, you want me to take them to the promised land? There was no backup plan. Joshua was plan A. And in this moment, it's not this automatic response that Joshua had. Just because he was this man of God who's in the Bible that there's a book written about all the things that God did through him. The reality is that Joshua had to choose what he was going to do. Joshua had a choice. Joshua could have said, no, Lord, actually, I, I don't want to. No, Lord, I, I, I'm afraid. No, Lord, I'd rather, I'd rather be the backup guy, so I'm going to need you to find somebody else in this room to do what you're, you're, you're wanting. 
because I don't want to lead these people. I've seen the weight that Moses has had to carry, and that's a heavy weight, and I would rather not do that. So, Lord, thank you for the invitation, but I'm out. Like, I don't want to do this. Joshua could have done that. Joshua had to choose. He had this real moment. (laughs) Do I run? Or am I going to face this thing head on and do what the Lord has asked me to do? What is God calling you to do this morning? What is that dream that he's placed on your heart? Who's that person that he's asked you to reach out to that you think it's just your own conscience, but there are no like accidents or mistakes? Who's that person he's put on your heart? What's that role that he's asked you to step into that you're terrified to? You think about doing it and you think, I'm going to pee my pants. Like, that is terrifying. Who's he calling you to lead? Where is he calling you to go? What is he asking you to give him that you're like, Lord, I'd rather hold on to that. Like, I I would rather be prepared and I'd rather have that and I don't want to give that to you. What's he asking you to give him? See, I don't know the exact fears that were running through Joshua's mind. They don't list them out in the Bible, but he's human, so I can imagine a few that were running through his mind. The fear of failure. But God, what if I don't make it to the promised land? God, what if I mess up? What if something goes wrong? The fear of inadequacy. I mean, he's following in Moses' footsteps, okay? Like, we're talking about Moses right now. The man who is hidden in the Nile, the man who saw the glory of God, the man who was raised in the palace, like we're talking about Moses, God, I'm inadequate, like I, I don't have what he has, I don't have what she has, I can't, I can't do that, I can't be like them, I don't talk like them, I don't walk like, God, I can't, I'm inadequate, do you see who I am? Fear of an unknown future? But God, what happens when we get to the promised land? Aren't there still going to be battles that we have to fight? Like, what's that going to look like? And I'm sure he had fear of more loss. After God commanded Joshua to take the land, he made a promise to him. And that promise that God made to Joshua, he makes that promise to you and to me. God promised Joshua victory. He promised Joshua that they'd make it. He didn't make that promise because Joshua was an incredible leader. He didn't make that promise because Joshua was adequate. He didn't make that promise because Joshua was a strong man. He made that promise because he is a good God. And many of us act like if we're brave enough, strong enough, good enough, and then we can step into what God is calling us to do. I gotta wait until I'm like her. I gotta wait till I'm like him. I gotta wait till I'm at this status. But no, God isn't waiting for you to be anywhere. It's all him. It's him who's going to carry you through. The promise is that because God is with us and he has given us his word, we are victorious. And therefore, we should be strong. We should be courageous. And we should be confident in our faith because he is a good God and he, he gave us his word and his word doesn't fail. You see, God is kind and he knows our humanity. And even though he knew that Joshua would choose to obey and lead his people, he also knew that he was human and he would have fear. It's okay to be afraid. You're going to be afraid. You're going to feel the fear. And a lot of times when God asks us to do something that's scary, that's a very good thing. Because it means you're about to step on the veg of, of something that's wonderful. And it's okay 
to be afraid, but it's what you do with that fear that matters. And God knew that Joshua was going to do this, and that's why he said, Joshua, be strong and courageous. Josh, be strong and courageous. And he said, Josh, be very strong and courageous. I am with you. I'm not going to fail you. I'm not going to abandon you. I'm not going to leave you to die. I have you. I've given you victory. You see, God isn't going to call us where he won't sustain us, where he won't protect us, and where he won't surround us. So if you're walking according to his word, he's with you. You may feel like he's nowhere in sight, but he's with you. You may feel like he's abandoned you, but I promise you this morning that God is with you. He's never left you. You may have, have people in your life who have left you left and right, but God has been with you every single step of the way, and he's not gonna leave you now. You may feel like you've never experienced anything but defeat in your life, but this morning he wants to remind you that he's never lost a single battle and God's not going to start with you. You're not that special, okay? He's not going to start losing battles with you. He's with you. He's with us. So the question that we should be asking ourselves is not what's going to happen on the other side. What's the outcome going to be if, but what if, because the reality is that we could, be, we could sit here and we could play what ifs out in our head all day long, but it's not going to get us anywhere. You're just going to scare yourself more, intimidate yourself more, talk yourself out of doing it more. The real question that we need to ask ourselves is what fear is keeping me from stepping to the other side and what do I need to do to overcome it? What's that fear that's keeping me from the other side? It's time to identify that fear. What is that thing? You see, I don't know what it's going to look like for you when you step to the other side. I don't know what it's going to look like for you when you make that decision to jump, to go, to obey what the Lord has asked you to do, because the reality is that God is always speaking, he's always moving, and he's always asking us to do something. So maybe you're sitting here and I don't know where God's asking me to do, just ask him. God, tell me, like, give me your word, like, guide me, direct you, and I promise he will. And I don't know what that's going to look like for you. But, but I do know this. Number one, God has given you his word, and his word never fails. God has given you his word, and his word never fails. Joshua 21, verse 45, it says, Not one single word of all of the good promises the Lord has given to the family of Israel was left unfulfilled. Everything he had spoken came true. Everything, all of it. And again, you're not that special. He's not going to start with you. Everything he speaks comes into fruition. You may not see it now, but he's good and he's going to fulfill his promise. When he makes a promise, he keeps it. God has given you his word, and his word, what? Never fails. Number two, God has a good plan and a purpose for you. God has a good plan and a purpose for you. I know many of us, we feel like maybe the plan and the purpose of our life is like, I don't really, I don't, I don't know what's happening. I feel like there's more, but I'm in this space and I don't feel like it's good. I feel like it's bad. I feel the plan and the purpose that God has for your life is good. Whether you have two years or 50 years left on this earth, God created you. He sustained you this far. He put his very breath inside of your lungs this morning. So it's evident that he's not done with you. And he has a good 
plan and purpose for your life. Some of you, you just need to wake up in the morning, you need to look in the mirror, and you say, God has a good plan and a purpose for my life today. He has a good plan. And stop letting the enemy tell you otherwise. Stop letting the enemy lie to you and say, hey, your life's worth nothing. Hey, you, 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 you're worthless. No, God has a good plan and purpose for my life. Romans 8, 28, it says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to his purpose for them. God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love him. But here's the deal. You got to walk in that. When God promised the promised land and said, hey, I've given this to you, they had to walk to the promised land. They had to go there. They had to go and claim it. And the same is true for us. We, We have to walk in that. That fact that God has a good plan and a purpose for my life and I need to walk in it. I need to abide closely with him so I can have this good life that he has for me. So I can walk in this good purpose that he has for me. We have to be willing to fight against the enemy because he's coming after that plan and purpose for your life. And you've got to be willing to fight for that. You've got to be willing to claim it and go after it. And number three, God doesn't want you to be held back by fear. God doesn't want you to be held back by fear. 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, of love, and self-discipline. God has not given us a spirit of fear. God has not given you that spirit of fear, but of love, power, and self-discipline. I love this quote, it says, courage doesn't mean you don't get afraid. Courage means you don't let fear stop you. You're gonna feel the fear, you're gonna be afraid. But you can either let that fear be like an adrenaline rush. (laughs) Okay, we're going, like I'm really scared, I'm shaking in my boots, but we're going. Or you can let the fear kind of take you back and say, "Ah, I'm, I'm I'm too scared. I see that God's promised me all of this in front of me, but these things that are in front of me that I've walked through, this trauma and this grief, these inadequacies, whatever's going on in my mind, I can't get past it. What a tragedy it would be for us to, to look ahead and see that God's made his promise, but live so short-sighted that we can't get past our fear right here. I mean, I just wonder what's on the other side of your fear this morning. I just wonder the callings and the purposes that God has on the other side. I wonder all of the people that he's going to have you impact. I wonder all of the lives that are forever going to be changed by the calling and the purpose God has for your life. But the enemy doesn't want that to happen. So he's standing here and he's literally fighting for you not to go further. He's fighting for you for not to look past and see that God has goodness. He has mercy. He's got you. He's, he, he has you in his hands. And yes, as we move forward, life's going to happen and things are going to hurt. But he's promised, I'm going to be with you. I'm not going to fail you. I'm not going to abandon you. I'm going to be right here. Just you and me. Even when everybody else leaves. Even when you're, you're fighting this battle and it looks like you've lost, I'm gonna hold your hand, I'm gonna be right there with you. And you're gonna be afraid, but that's okay. Just, 
It's up to you what you do with that fear. It's up to you what decision you make. But this morning, he wants you to know that he so desperately doesn't want you to be held back by your fear. But courage, courage means you don't let that fear stop you. It means that you move forward even though you're afraid, even though you don't know what's on the other side, you don't know what it's gonna look like, but that's okay because he does. You don't have to have it all figured out. He has all of your days written already. It's not a mystery. Nothing that's a surprise to him. He's got you. I think sometimes if we're honest, the reason that we're afraid is ourselves. Turn off the news. Take your anxious thoughts to God. Call a friend. Go for a walk. Get your head in a, in a healthy space. Go to God with everything that's on your heart and on your mind. Sometimes part of that self-discipline that God was talking about is just creating this healthy environment for ourselves where fear can't grow. Get yourself out of the darkness and let God bring you into the light where that fear is exposed and no longer has authority over you. If you're looking for significance this year in 2022, you really wanna start this year off strong, there's nothing more significant or important than stepping into the call that God has on your life. There's nothing more significant, nothing more important. I wanna just have us take some time to reflect and to wait on the Lord this morning. Would you, would you bow your head with me? Just between you and the Lord. And again, as real as you get with him, is as honest as we are, is how deep we can go. You see, ultimately, Joshua had to choose. Faith in the promise of God or fear. This morning, the Lord has already given you his word. He's already gone before you. But it's up to you. What decision are you going to make this morning? See, God can't heal what we hide. He can't redeem what we don't give him. He can't give us courage if we're holding on to that fear. My prayer is that this year that we would continually choose faith, that we would choose to be strong and courageous. My prayer is that we would walk confidently in knowing that the Lord goes before us and carries us through. I wanna read this over you. As God said this to Joshua, be strong and courageous for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the left or to the right. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate it on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. This is what the Lord is saying to you this morning. Be strong and courageous. 
Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He knows those places that you're gonna walk into that you're afraid of. He knows that workplace. He knows that home life. He knows what's going on in your heart. But this morning he's saying to you, be strong and courageous. Over that health report, be strong and courageous. Over that family situation, be strong and courageous. The Lord's already given you his word. That fear that we carry has absolutely no authority over the word of the Lord. That fear has to flee in the name of Jesus. So as we're get ready to pray out, I want you to identify maybe those things in your life. And maybe just as a symbol, I want you to hold out your hands and just, just give those things over to the Lord. Because church, we're not gonna be a church that's afraid this year. We're not gonna be a church that that's dismayed or timid this year. We're gonna be bold and courageous in what the Lord has asked of us this year. So Jesus, we thank you that you already know. God, you know the fear that we are facing. You know what we're walking through. God, you know the things that go on inside of our hearts and our minds. God, and sometimes it feels like such a battle. Sometimes it feels like such a war. But this morning, Jesus, we surrender these fears to you and we choose faith over fear. We choose you over our fears. God, I pray that courage would arise in our hearts this morning. I pray that boldness would arise in our hearts this morning. That God, maybe we don't even know what it's gonna look like to take that step, but God, would you give us the faith and the boldness to just do it anyway? God, I, I pray that those that maybe have been leading their homes and it, it's been it's been a, a intimidating time, God, I pray that boldness would arise. I pray that courage would arise. God, that we would stand confident in your word because your word never fails. And so I pray that our actions in our lives would be a reflection of the truth that your word never fails. God, I pray that we would wake up every single morning and it would be on our heart and fasten on our, on our minds to know that this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will be glad, and I will be confident no matter where life takes me today because my Lord goes before me, my Lord stands behind me, and he holds me securely, and I have nothing to fear. For if our God is with us, then who can stand against us? God, I pray this over your church this morning. Would you encourage us? Would you lift us up? Would you give us joy as, as we stand firm? God, give us joy as we walk in boldness this morning. Father, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you that fear has no authority over it. You have the final say. And that is what we stand confident in this morning. As we go into this new year, we stand confident in you and you alone. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Was we get ready to go, I want to remind you that we do have this booklet, the the book of Proverbs. We're going to walk through it together, and I want to encourage you. You want something to help you stand firm. It's the Word of God, and so we have those for you. As you, if you want to join us in doing this, um, you can grab one on your way out the doors. But we love you. We are praying for you, and please drive home safe.